Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. One on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are here for a merry, 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 merry Thanksgiving edition here of One on One on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I'm so glad to be here with y'all to bring you another edition of One on One as we hit you with episode 82 of Thanksgiving edition. As you can see, we're coming to you a little bit early today, 1130 in the morning, an hour before kickoff, before we have Bills and Lions today. We got three, count them, three, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there we go. Three, ladies and gentlemen, games today uh, on this wonderful Thanksgiving day. So football pretty much from 1230 on till about 1130. So you got 12 hours of, well, not commercial free, but 12 hours of football today, and it should be a good one. We've got the first game at 1230 where you'll see – the Detroit Lions three game winning streak take on the Buffalo Bills who are seven and three uh, once the number one seed in the AFC. They've dropped a little bit, but at one time they were. Uh, then we got a big matchup in the NFC East, a.k.a. the NFC Beast, as the New York Giants take on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Now, you know that the Giants are uh, are struggling the last couple of games trying to get their footing back. Uh, so we'll see what they can do if they can beat Dallas. Very critical NFC East matchup because Dallas won the first matchup. And if they can win this one, if the Giants can win this one, it puts them in a really good spot in that division. So that's that's what you're kind of jockeying for at this point. We're we're getting to the playoff mix. And now the, the, all of these games uh, down the stretch for teams like the Giants and the Cowboys are going to be important. Then, of course, the primetime game, you got Vikings taking on the uh new england patriots so that should be a fun one kirk cousins incorporated have to find a way to bounce back have to find a way to bounce back uh the patriots uh defeated the jets last week and we saw uh the debacle the zach wilson debacle which we'll definitely get into since he's not starting this week but uh he's been inactive and mike mike white we saw him shine a little bit last year we'll get to start thought it would be joe flacco but he will be the backup so of all that fun stuff being said, uh, we got a lot to get into. But before we get going, I wanted to um, uh, give my condolences to the families and, um, uh, that uh, lost people in the Chesapeake Walmart shooting. As a former Walmart associate and, 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 and you know, I was with the company for 10 years before I started doing this. And everybody knows Mr. Roback, all that fancy stuff uh, to see and hear about that is just disturbing. You know, I mean. Working in a place that big, you just never know. Um, obviously, you can't check everybody who's got guns, and you just don't know. Um, and that's the scary part. So, um, you know, just they you said the guy just kind of snapped. I mean, that's that's tough. It's crazy. Like you just, I, I don't know. So I, I just pray for the families because I, I, 
I've, I've worked at Walmart for a long time and I, you know, any Walmart associate is a, is Walmart family to me. And so, you know, my condolences, um, you know, to everyone that lost someone uh, in the tragic shooting. Now, with, with all that being said, let's get into some positive things. We got some football. We got it's about to go down. We got a long day of football and I, I, I got less than an hour to bring you this heat. So I, let me stop. As my man, A.B. Grillin says on his cooking show, let me stop talking all over top. Right? Let's get to the business. So let's go ahead and get to the business. Let's start off with uh, a recap of last week of week 11 now week 11 uh i was going into week 11 coming off a pretty bad week uh <laughs> i had a pretty bad week uh the week before going five and nine uh and and it just it just wasn't good for a brother I, I had a really rough week the week before and uh the week before then i went eight and five but some struggles over the last couple of weeks trying to get my foot in but the last week was rough uh but 84 and 65 going into last week so we were feeling pretty confident uh, but you know, we'll see how things went this week. Now, the bottom. For the bottom, we had the Texans at 32. Uh, 31, we had the Raiders, 30. The Panthers, the Saints were at 29. Jaguars, 28. Bears, 27. Then we had Broncos, Rams, Browns, Steelers, Lions, and Falcons in that order going down. Then in the outside looking in, we had Cardinals, Packers, Colts, Bucks, Commanders, Chargers, Patriots, Bengals, 49ers, and then the Seahawks sitting there at number 11 after being in the top 10 for a couple of weeks leading up. Then the top 10 was the Cowboys, a.k.a. Arlington Desperados, the New York Jets, uh, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, Giants, Dolphins, Chiefs, Eagles for the first time in a couple of weeks at that time. It, the Eagles had had the stranglehold um, on the number one spot, which they pretty much had from week uh, five leading up until this week, and they lost it for the first time. And they were at number two. And then the Vikings, the they're for their first time ever being number one on our power rankings. Then we had Mr. Justin Jefferson and Devin White being our defensive and offensive players of, of the week. A great day by Justin Jefferson, that big win over Buffalo. Devin White had a really, really good defensive uh, game against Seattle last week. Then, of course, our MVPs, we had Jefferson. Jefferson had such a good week. I just felt like I deserve, he deserved some love. And the way Minnesota was rolling, I thought he just he just deserved to be in that mix. And I gave him, I just thought that he's the best player in the field at the time. And he's just making things happen. That's going to change this week. We got Jefferson at one, Mahomes at two, two at three, Allen at four, and Barkley at five. Then our playoff standards. This is our playoff standards last week. And then this has also changed a little bit uh, heading into week 12. You got the Chiefs at one, Dolphins two, Titans three, Ravens at four, Patriots at seven, Bills at six, Jets at five. Then in the NFC, we had the Eagles uh, at one, Vikings two, Seahawks three, Buccaneers four, the Giants at five, Cowboys at six, and 49ers at seven. Now, remember this. This has all changed this week. There's a there's some flips around. We got some things that stay the same, but we had a couple of flips here. Some positioning has changed a little bit in all this. Then our Thursday night contest. We picked the Packers and the Titans. I had the Titans winning 24 uh, to uh, 23. They would end up winning 27 to 17. But nevertheless, I go to uh, I go to seven and four on Thursday nights. Now, I, I caught a lot of grief. I, I caught a lot of grief from people 
saying, Madrell, you know, you have no faith in the Packers. Like, I mean, I got trashed for picking Tennessee. Like, I picked against my own team, and I got trashed. Obviously, I wanted Green Bay to win. I would have loved to have been wrong on Thursday night last week. I would have loved to have been wrong, but I wasn't. Um, unfortunately, this Packers team, I've been saying it, there's just something missing there, and they've, they're going to have to figure it out. They're going to have to figure out soon if they are in the rebuild mode, which they shouldn't be because they got a lot of special pieces on defense that are just not playing well. I think they need a new defensive coordinator. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, so that, that's a lot of things that got to be figured out there. But hey, y'all, y'all beat up on a brother for that. Y'all beat up on a brother for that. Now, uh, I, before we get into week 12 stuff, I do want to kind of show y'all, um, you know, some of the pictures that I took down uh, in Houston this past weekend for Bowie TV. Uh, took a couple pictures at the Commanders, a couple pictures, about four or five thousand. But I took, uh, I want to show you some of the pictures that I took uh, from Commanders and Texans last week in Houston. And, you know, it was definitely a fun experience. First time I had been to Houston in a while. So, you know, but here are some of the pictures. We've got old Curtis Samuel looking good up in this bad boy. And then the the Washington defense, which has been outstanding. And we'll we'll definitely talk about them in a few minutes. Uh, but this is just a couple of what we had things that I had going on from there. And it was just a really uh, fun experience. And I had a good time. But this is one of the pictures. I like, look at that guy's last name. Sexiest last name in the game. Mr. Jonathan Owens. Uh, the uh, I don't know if he's married to her, but uh, boyfriend or husband of Simone Biles, so our Olympian, but sexy last name, Simone. You picked uh, a great last name to eventually change your name to uh, behind the scenes, but maybe not out in the front, if that makes any sense. Anywho, <laughs> all right, everybody, let's go ahead and get into it. I've talked it enough, as AB says, talked over it enough. Let's go ahead and swing into the week 12 power rankings. Now, this week in the week 12 uh, should be some uh, it's going to be a fun one. You know, we got three games today. Uh, all the teams are playing this week. And I think the NFL did the right thing by doing it this way, because in years past, I've seen where they still would let teams have buys this week. Uh, but this time, this way, we get to see all the NFL teams play um, this week. Three. Uh, we see six teams play on. Six teams play on today. And then we will also see the rest of the teams play on on Sunday. Now, let's go ahead and get to my favorite. No, I won't say my favorite. I talk about it probably more than anything because I'm so disappointed in the teams. Let's talk about the bottom. Hey, we head to the bottom here, and this is week 12. Here's the bottom. Starting off with the team I got a chance to watch, the Houston Texans. Ladies and gentlemen, when I'm telling you this team is abysmal, that is the nicest thing that I can say. Uh, you know, I really had a lot of confidence. I don't want to say confidence, but I really thought highly of Davis Mills, you know, even with the struggles this season coming to this season, I thought, you know, that he he had a, a prime opportunity to, to show that he could be the quarterback of the future for the Texans. Now, with that being said, it also was a little bit of a rough go because, you know, they don't really have <sighs> – well, what's the nice thing I can say, y'all? They really just don't have the pieces that we all thought they may have had. They just don't. They just don't have the pieces. They're too young, and uh, you know, we got word that Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen. I hate saying his name. 
That's the country in me. Kyle Allen will get the start this week more likely for the Texans, Texans and see if that'll give him some type of boost. Really feel bad for Lovey and the boys down there in Houston. No fan attendance, y'all. For the first time I've been in the NFL game, and I usually go to commanders games, um, the commanders actually had the most fans there, which is still mind-blowing to me. They traveled extremely well uh, in that one, so much love to them uh for the commanders on that one but we got the texans at 32 at 31 we got the carolina panthers the carolina panthers are a team that uh you know gave a really good effort last week it was three to three heading into the fourth quarter i thought carolina was primed for the uh for the upset i mean they were definitely in a good spot for it and the ravens were in trouble they were really in trouble but late turnovers uh would just kind of you know boost things up for the Ravens and they would end up getting uh the dub you know it wasn't pretty for Baltimore was not pretty but uh Carolina definitely has played a lot harder since Steve Wilkes has take over as the uh head coach of this team or the interim coach of this team and there is word that he may get a chance to be the main guy there after this season I hope he does because he didn't get a fair shake in Arizona and I think if he can get everything going here in Carolina uh, you know, maybe get a piece, he'll get a chance, maybe at, you know, a starting quarterback. They're going to, they're going to have a, you know, a high draft pick right now. They have currently have the number two pick in the draft. So that's good for Carolina. Uh, they have a chance to get one of those stud young quarterbacks to be their, their future. So, uh, but we also know that Sam Donald will start this week. His first um, action of the season. We'll see him uh, start this week. We got the Panthers at 31 at 30. We got the Chicago bears. I never thought I would say this about the Chicago Bears, but I feel a little bit bad for them because the Chicago Bear team has fought hard all season. Uh, they struggled in the beginning part of the season, but probably since the Washington game, they've battled, they battled, they battled. They've done their best. They put up good effort. Justin Fields is out here just giving his body to this organization. That's what has me a little worried. He's got a little bit of a shoulder problem right now, but he has given his body to this bears team this season and i need them to get him some help like asap uh the bears could easily be a 500 team right now or or something close to it maybe even over 500 but it's just it just hasn't worked out that day way they would end up losing a couple of these games roughly and you see they lost to the falcons um on a on a late field goal uh 27 24 so we'll see if the bears can get it together we'll see if justin fields will play this week the bears are at 30. At 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville is a team that, uh, you know, we still are kind of trying to figure out where they are. They didn't play last week. They were on the bye. So uh, they'll we'll see how they do this week uh, in their next contest. But we got them at 29. At 28, the Broncos. The Denver Broncos, boy, that game against Oakland. Oakland, I knew I was going to do it. I tried all year long, y'all, not to do that. But the game against Vegas uh, was a – not so barn burner. It was just a back and forth like ugliness. Uh, but the uh, Raiders finally get another victory. Uh, they're two out of the two of their three victories have been against the Broncos this year. So not saying too much right now for this Raiders team, but two teams in the Broncos and the Raiders that I thought would be battling at the top of the league this year, especially the Raiders. There's a lot of heartbreak. I purposely didn't pick the Raiders last week because of this and i kept telling y'all i'm not gonna pick them anymore the rest of the season and then i kept picking them and they kept losing i kept picking them they kept losing 
this last week, I said, you know what? Not going to pick them. I don't pick them. I picked the Broncos, and that was a stretch. And guess what? The Raiders win. So, I mean, maybe I'll just keep picking against them, and maybe they'll win more games. But the Raiders, who are 24 on the power ranking this week, we got the Broncos at 28. At 27, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh is, man, it's it's just been rough. You know, I mean, I know that's what I've been saying about a lot of teams, but Pittsburgh played a lot better this week. Uh, they TJ White has been back in the fold. It was a very high scoring game with them and the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals ended up winning 37 to 30. The crazy thing about it was this game wasn't on the main game on CBS. And in this area, uh, Cowboy fans were furious because they were showing Cowboys and Vikings. And of course, the Cowboys was demolishing the Vikings, demolishing, not just a little bit, but a lot of it. They d- demolished the Vikings, demolished. So I already know I'm going to catch heat this week because I didn't. And y- y'all know how I do the power rankings. I go by record. So that way, you know where I stand. And so I know I'm going to get a lot of heat from Cowboys fans because I didn't pick them over the Vikings. But the Vikings still had the better record. You can only beat the teams that are put in front of you. And I know people are, well, the Cowboys beat them. I understand that. But the Cowboys have three losses. The Vikings have two. I, I don't know why I got to explain myself. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, anyway, Steelers in a tough matchup. They switched that game over. Bengals win 37 to 30. And then we have the Pittsburgh sitting at number 27 on the power rankings. At 26, the Browns. Uh, the Browns are three and seven, and they had a tough game, a battle, I would say, with the Bills. Uh, in Detroit, you know, Buffalo's new home away from home. Uh, and they, you know, it was it was a tight contest in the first half. Uh, the Bills kind of opened it up into the fourth quarter. Then the Browns bounced back, made it closer, but it just wasn't enough. Bills win 31-23. Uh, Jacoby Brissett in his last start um, or next to last start in a um, Browns uniform this season, more likely, because – uh, the week after this, guess what? We got Deshaun Watson coming back into town. Actually, that that might be this week. I think I may have said that wrong. Well, it's coming. Whenever the Browns play the Texans again, or when they play them, I believe it's December the 4th. December the 4th, y'all, my fault. December the 4th, we'll, that's, that'll be uh, with our first Deshaun Watson game. But we got one more J- Joby, Jacoby Brissett game uh, that we have for the Browns. So, they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. I said the Browns kind of needed to be in the 500 range heading into that to see how things would go. They're three and seven. Um, they still could win maybe a game or so and maybe be a little bit closer. But Deshaun Watson and the Browns are going to have to go off when he gets back in order for them to, you know, do what they need to do. Browns at 26. At 25, the Rams. The Rams are on a four-game losing streak. Four-game losing streak is not pretty. And the Saints went in there and got a dub at home, 27 to 20 over this team. Uh, Andy Dalton had 21 for 25, 260 yards and three touchdowns. A a great uh, game for Andy Dalton. For the Rams, uh, Matt Stafford got hurt, concussion. He was out, done. And they brought in my guy, my man, Bryce Perkins, former UVA quarterback. It was good to see him out there, Uh, you know, and he's going to get the start this week is what I'm hearing. Um, Wolford is out. So it's going to be the Bryce Perkins show in LA. So I hope whoever the Rams play, and I think it's the chiefs, but whoever the Rams play, I hope that they go off. I hope that I hope Bryce Perkins has a great day, man. I want to see that young man succeed. He was always great at UVA. Anyway, Rams at 25 
At 24, of course, we talked about the Raiders, the victory over the Broncos. At 23, the Cardinals. And the Cardinals got shellacked on Monday night. Man, it was ugly. 49ers just showed why they're going to probably be the most dangerous team, ladies and gentlemen. No, uh, they're going to be probably the – no, no, we're not going to say probably. They're the most dangerous team if they make the playoffs. Uh, I will go on the limb and say right now, if they make the playoffs, which they look like they're in a good shape to do, they're probably going to be my favorite coming out of the NFC. They're just they're just a complete team all the way around. With Jimmy G back at the fold, it's just going to be tough to beat the 49ers. Really tough to beat the 49ers. So right now they're my favorite, even with you know the Vikings, you know, with eight and two record, even with the Eagles being nine and one. The 49ers are the toughest team and the scariest team to play if they're in the playoffs. So we'll go from there. At 22, we got the Green Bay Packers. You know, valiant effort on Thursday night. But it was just like, you know, other games you can blame receivers, but I personally had to blame Aaron Rodgers a little bit in this last one. A lot of missed throws. He had Sammy Watkins wide open on one. He threw it um, below his knees, um, you know, towards the ground. I mean, Christian Watson had another great game with two touchdowns. But this team has a lot they've got to figure out. And, you know, I'm not going to say tank mode, but the the question I'm starting to hear is, do we put Jordan Love in if the Packers start to, you know, if they continue to lose, do we see what Jordan Love can do? I don't think it's going to be enough, but who knows? But the Packers are at 22. At 21, the New Orleans Saints. Now the Saints are you know, coming off their win over L.A., uh, and so they're, you know, once again, another team that disappointing. I mean, in this bottom, I can tell you right now, between the Saints, the Raiders, the Packers, the Cardinals, uh, and the Broncos, those five, they're probably the most disappointing teams in this bottom by far. Uh, and it's 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 rough to say, but they're they're definitely the most disappointing teams in the bottom. And a lot of people, you know, like I say, including myself, I had them with high hopes of making the playoffs, and it's dwindling. Uh, and it has been rough. It has not been nice. Let's go to the outside. All right. Outside looking in at number 20, the Colts. Colts had a chance to 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 give the Eagles back to back losses and put that the Eagles team into a little bit of a downspin. But that did not happen. Uh, but the Colts definitely gave it a great effort. As my friend would say, um, the fighting, <laughs> the um the fighting Jeff Sarah is our guy, my guy Rob Johnson, man. I, I tell you, Rob is a, is a fool, but that's what that's what he said. The fighting Rob, uh, not the fighting um, Jeff Sarah's, uh battle. They just couldn't pull it off. But they're four, six, and one, and they're number twenty on the uh, power rankings. At nineteen, the Detroit Lions three game winning streak for this Lions team. They're four and six. Uh, things were starting to look a little bleak for the Lions, and now the Lions are like, look, man, we ain't out of this. You know, right now they're in third. Well. Right now, the Lions are in second place uh, in the NFC uh, North, and they are they're chilling. And the Packers, I think, are well. The Packers are next to last, but the this Lions team is playing well, and they they got a big one in about in, you know thirty minutes here uh, against the a, a wonderful uh, Buffalo Bills team. So it should be fun. Lions at nineteen. See if Dan Campbell and the boys can get a little bit closer to five hundred. At 18, the Atlanta Falcons. I'll get to see the Falcons play this week. They take on the Commanders in Washington. We'll be there to bring you um, 
some coverage from Bowie TV, and it should be it should be cool. You know, I, I'm I'm excited to see, um, you know what, uh, you know this Falcons team looks like in person because they got some dynamic players. You know, Patterson, Mariota when he wants to, and then of course they got uh Mr. Drake London. So the Falcons come in to taking the Commanders. That defense of the Commanders who are 15 are just is it's just crazy. It's just crazy. The Atlanta did get a win last week against the Bears. They're five and six. They're number 18 on the power ranking. Now, uh, the Chargers, five and five, tough loss, tough loss for the Chargers against the Chiefs. They they in the mix, had the lead at some, you know, at some point during the game. And then Pat Mahomes is just Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes just came out there with him and Travis Kelsey just making things happen. Kelsey had three touchdowns. They're, they're just such a cohesive unit. It's it's scary how good they are together. Just scary. But uh, the Chargers couldn't pull it off. They did get Keenan Allen back. They looked a little bit better on the offensive side, but wasn't enough. Chargers at 17. At 16, the Buccaneers. They were on a bye. Uh, they'll be back this week to see how things go for Tampa Bay and the squad, but we got them at 16. 15, the Commanders. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. The Washington Commanders. Uh, you know, getting a chance to see this team play all season has been um, actually a pleasure, I will say. I, I think it was struggle in the beginning. It was starting to look like it was another done season for Washington. And then Taylor Heineke steps into the picture. Uh, maybe not the greatest numbers, but this, I would say a little bit more stability at quarterback. Maybe, um, you know, the, the team just gives him a different element. Like, you know, they get, you can see a different energy when Taylor Heineke is on the field. Uh, for this team but the most important part for this commander's team is the defense the defense is dangerous i said this and somebody looked at me crazy but the commanders have a super bowl caliber defense and i've been saying that for a while you know i don't understand why uh you know people you know don't understand but yes yes they are very very dangerous the commanders are at 15 at 14. The New York Jets, a tough loss for New York. We we talked about the fact that Zach Wilson is, is not the starter anymore, or at least for now, he's inactive this week. They, they took him out completely, and Mike White will be the starter there. Not Joe Flacco, which I thought it was going to be, but Mike White will get the start in New York and to see if that quarterback play can help that team because they have really good defense. It was a 3-3 game, 3-3 game before the Patriots, you know, our 12 team on the power rank and made that, crazy play at the end on the kickoff return it may have been pump return, but kickoff return i believe um excuse me punt return and he took it back so you know jets at 14 patriots at 12 patriots are creeping their way up they're playing really good right now um judon is having a great season he's leading the league in sacks patriot team is dangerous this patriot team is dangerous as they continue to get a little bit better they're creeping up they're creeping up they're in the playoffs as of now and we'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later in the finale, but they're there. They're in the mix. Watch out. At 13, the Bengals. The Bengals in that high scoring affair with the Steelers get the dub. So they're at 13, 6-4 and four for Cincinnati. At 11, we got the Seattle Seahawks. They were on a bye last week, so they're still kind of chilling in their spot. They're holding on, hoping to get back into the top 10 next week. All right, so that was our outside looking in, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the top 10. 
we head into the top 10 this week. Uh, I know I'm going to catch some grief, but it is what it is. Here we are, top 10. At number 10, the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I'm going to say this, um, and I've said it a little while ago, but I got a couple, two things to say about the 49ers. They are the most dangerous, the most dangerous team if they make it into the playoffs. They are going to be scary and they are going to be tough. Very, very tough to get to eliminate. It's that NFC, if they get in, is theirs, in my opinion. I got I they would be my Super Bowl rep- representative for the NFC if they make it into the playoffs. Right now, they're in pretty good shape. They're leading the division. So we'll see how that goes. We got the 49ers at number 10. But oh, and my last part with the 49ers, and I don't want to forget this. Every time I put them into the top 10, they lose the next week. So don't disappoint me, San Francisco. You know, don't make me look bad here. Anyway, let's move to number nine. We got the Giants. They're seven and three coming off the loss. Um, They're, in my opinion, probably the worst of the seven and three teams. Um, But they're still a, a, a tough team and they've played hard. They've overachieved, in my opinion. Their defense is solid, but they have overachieved. Uh, you know, you got Saquon Barkley handling things on in the um as the as the you know as the running back, the main guy there. Their receiving core is in shambles. Uh, that's why you keep hearing the talks of Odell Beckham. I don't know if that's what that'll happen, but you definitely keep hearing the talks about it. Next at eight, we got the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is riding high. Uh, since they started off 0 and 2, Tennessee is seven and one. Since starting off 0 and 2, they are seven and one. They keep finding ways to win. There is not pretty most of the time. It's just ugly football. Just Derrick Henry beating up on folks. Tannehill making plays here and there, and that's Tennessee football. Uh, they grind it out. They're at number eight. At number seven, the Baltimore Ravens. Another Baltimore had an ugly game. Ugly game against the Panthers. A game that most people would have seen. Hey man, they're going to win this game easily by six trillion points, and that's probably. Um, uh, something that I would have done. You know, I would have done anything to have that. But here's what it is. I'm not going to sit here and and complain about it, but um, that's where they are. So we had the Ravens at uh, seven and three. They're at number seven. At number six, all right, this is where I'm going to get beat up at. At number six, we got the Arlington Desperados, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, Dallas had a great week, ladies and gentlemen. An absolutely phenomenal week against Minnesota. And of course, and you know, most people's eyes will derail. They should definitely be above Minnesota. And you know what? They probably should. But that's not how I do my power rankings. And you don't like it. That's on you. <laughs> that is on you. I do mine by the record. I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. If you don't notice a trend on my power rankings, I go record. And then we break down from there. And I know I keep it. It is what it is. It's going to get through somebody's head. Uh, You know, I I have a lot of people coming at me about these power rankings. And when I uh, post them um, after the first game starts today, you'll see the hate that comes my way that I usually get for doing that. But it is what it is. Dallas, a.k.a. Arlington Desperados. We got them at six. At number five, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Nice win against the um, the Browns last week, we got them at five. They're seven and three. Uh, Josh Allen is is healthy for the first time in a couple of weeks, even though he's played. He's his healthiest in a couple of weeks. So we'll see uh, what Buffalo can do against the Lions here in a few minutes. And number four, the Miami Dolphins. Miami is 
tough. You know, they they are seven and zero when Tua finishes from beginning to end. And I'm telling y'all, this Dolphins team, if let's put it this way, if San Francisco is the most dangerous team in the NFC, if they make the playoffs, in my opinion, the Dolphins are the most dangerous team if they make the playoffs in the AFC, which right now, obviously, things are all pointing that way. My two dark horses or my two most dangerous teams are the Dolphins and the 49ers. And guess what they all have in common? They they all in that in that San Francisco Kyle Shanahan dream. Okay, they all you know McDaniel, the coach for the Dolphins, is a former 49er offensive coordinator, so that it all kind of works together. So that's why I say they're dangerous. Both of them, both teams can run the ball. Both teams have solid defenses. The uh, you know both of them have great receivers. They have steady uh, steady hand at the quarterback uh, position. Just dangerous. So. Dolphins and 49ers. Dolphins and 49ers. Remember that. At number three, the Vikings. They probably deserve to be at the bottom after last week's performance. But like I said, we can't discount all the work they've done heading into this week. They were riding high. They were on a seven-game win streak. You know, Uh, they lost the second game of the season, and then they just rolled from there. So tough one for the Vikings. You know, had a bad week. Kirk Cousins got demolished. That uh, Dallas defense is special. Okay, they are tough as they come. And if Dallas is going to take it far, it's going to be because of that defense and how well they've played um, uh, so far this season. So Minnesota's at three. But, man, I don't know if they deserve it. (laughs) At number two, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And a lot of people's power rank is Kansas City is number one. I will also be honest with you, and you can say this discredits me, but they're probably right now the best team uh, well, definitely the best offensive team easily in the NFL, and it's not close. I mean, they can almost score at will, and it's scary they can that they can almost score at will. Uh, they had a tough victory against uh, the Chargers. They're number two, but more likely as a talent and the way they're playing, they're more likely number one. Now, number one, and some people will say about default, they have, will be the Philadelphia Eagles. They're 9-1. They got the best record in football. And, yes, they struggled the last two weeks, but those things happened. In the end, you get the dub, you get the dub. That's all that matters is getting the win. Sometimes it can be ugly. Sometimes it can be pretty. Last week's win, not pretty, but they got it. So the Eagles are our number one team on the power rankings heading into week 12. Well, man, power rankings are hitting you hard this week, y'all. We coming at you with these power rankings. And, uh, you know, I feel really good about the week 12 power rankings. There's some things here and there that I'm like, ah, maybe not so much, but it has been fun. Uh, and now we're going to hit you up with the finale. All right. So for the finale, let's get it started with our players of the week. So it's an all Kansas City affair, ladies and gentlemen, for our players of the week. Offensive player of the week, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had six receptions for 115 yards, three touchdowns, averaging 19.2 yards per catch uh, in a 30 to 27 victory over the Chargers. Just looking great. And, you know, my man Raphael Haynes said this week he's the greatest tight end of all time. I'm personally not sure I want to give him that. He's definitely top five for sure. Uh, Definitely one of the most talented tight ends of all time. But I think that there's so much more that go into it. I mean, Gronk is probably the greatest tight end of all time, you know, just for what he's done, the Super Bowl rings. You, there's a lot that goes into that, um, you know, even with, you know, the Shannon Shannon Sharps and the 
uh, Tony Gonzalez's of the world, Antonio Gates, you know, the records that those guys have. So I, it's hard to, to give it, you know, to say, oh, you're the easily, easy, easiestly, easy. I can't get my words out, y'all. Easiestly. That. Anyway, let's just know that Travis Kelsey is definitely a top five tight end. And I just look at this this guy and say he's greatness. He's greatness personified. And then, of course, his teammate Nick Bolden, 14 tackles, one interception, one force fumble, got the interception toward the end of the game to help Kansas City get the dub. And so there you are, your players of the week for week 11, Travis Kelsey and Nick Bolden. Now we move to our MVP. This is where it gets a little funky. Look who's number one. Kansas City's having a really good week, if you don't understand. Number one, Pat Mahomes. Another consistent week for Pat Mahomes. I've held him out of the top that top spot for a minute, uh, but Kansas City is playing extremely well right now. And Pat Mahomes, the guy everybody thought was falling apart last year, is right back where he was. He's right back at the Pat Mahomes that we all know and love. So Pat Mahomes is the number one guy for me right now. At number two, Tua. Tua is having a phenomenal season. I told you he's 7-0 right now when he has started and finished a game. 7-0. and And he probably should be number one. But for now, he's number two. I love what I've seen from Tua uh, and definitely think he deserves true MVP consideration. At number three, Josh Allen. A couple of rougher weeks for Josh. Uh, didn't have a good week this week. But we got him at three this week on the Power Rankings top five MVP candidates. Number four, Derrick Henry. I don't know, just threw a touchdown pass last week, ran for one, uh, and, ju- and just was dominant against Green Bay. The yards don't say it. Uh, you know, you look and say, well, wait a minute, 28 for, you know, 28 carries, 87 yards, and a touchdown. But Derrick Henry, without Derrick Henry, Tennessee is nothing. That's the nicest thing I could say. Yes, they. I know that they they made the play. Uh, they made the playoffs as the one seed last year without him, but he was the one that got that thing started. So Derrick Henry at four, and at number five we got my man Judon from the Patriots. I mean, you know, he's leading the league right now in sacks, uh, and you know we haven't given defensive guys that much love on uh the you know the top five mvp candidates and even though we know that the mvp award is more of an offensive thing they won't say it but that's what it is um and you know but judon has had a really great year for the patriots i got him at number five and his 13 sacks so far this season so much love to him and the new england patriots who are starting to click a team that started ladies and gentlemen uh one and three to start the season uh, and now they are five and one since that time frame. So watch out for New England. They're starting to cook a little bit. Bill Belichick and the crew got things going. Now let's look at a record. There it is. There's uh the record from uh last week, 10 and 4. Another solid week. We're six wins away from a hundred. Uh a very, very nice bounce back week. Uh, so I feel really good at being 94 and 69 especially when we started the season off five and 10, this is the way you want things to go. So yes, 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 yes. Super. Yes. But 94 and 69 on the season so far. Now, this is the fun one. This is our playoff standings as of right now, heading into week 12, number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas city chiefs, number two. And if the playoffs started today, this would be the matchups. The dolphins would host 
the Cincinnati Bengals, the defending AFC champions, which would be a fun matchup for Miami. Then you got the Titans taking on the Patriots. That's the battle of Bill Belichick and Matt Vrabel. So that's the Belichick assistant that has actually done real, uh, or I wouldn't even say because he wasn't a coach, but and the uh, the Belichick disciple, we'll say. The Belichick disciple that has done really well. And a lot of them have been, uh, really have really missed. But Vrabel has done a really good job in Tennessee. And so that Tennessee Patriots matchup would be a fun one uh, if the playoffs started this week. Then you have Baltimore and the we have Baltimore and the Bills, which would be another great matchup. And you know Baltimore at home taking on Buffalo. I know my man um, David that used to work with me at Walmart is a fan of both teams. His dad is from the Buffalo area, but he's a Ravens fan. But he supports both teams, so I know he wouldn't know what to do in that playoff situation. That's the AFC and the NFC. The Philadelphia Eagles are the number one seed, ladies and gentlemen, still holding on to that spot as tight as they can. Uh, If the Vikings ever even up their record, they're going to take that spot. But right now the Vikings are number two and they would take on Seattle, uh, which is actually an upgrade. I know I'm not trying to trash Seattle, but for the couple of weeks, it was all looking like San Francisco and Minnesota. And if you're Minnesota, you do not want San Francisco in the first round. You just do not want them in the first round. So, it would be Minnesota taking on uh, the Seahawks, and then Seahawks would travel to Minnesota. Then in the next matchup, you have the San Francisco, who is now the three seed after they've taken the division lead. They would take on the New York football Giants. Uh, that would be a, a very interesting matchup, but I would see all day it would be San Francisco winning that matchup. And then in the, the four and five matchup, Tampa Bay taking on Dallas from Tampa Bay. Uh, every time these two teams have played over the last couple of years, they've been pretty solid games. So, who knows? Who knows? And that is our playoff standings heading into week 12. Now, y'all, let's get into prediction time. This is the this is the most critical part. Got to get our predictions going. So our first one, which the game is about to start here in just a little bit. You got the Buffalo Bills taking on the Detroit Lions. Now, this uh, Detroit team has played really well really well here in the last uh, couple of weeks. They're on a three-game winning streak. Um, They continue to play well, and I think that's very critical. And they've got to keep that thing going. They just have to keep that thing going. But it is going to be a tough task, an extremely, extremely tough task against a very tough Buffalo Bills team. Uh, Buffalo, last they lost a game against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. So, you know, trying to get that thing back in the right shape is is very, 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 very important. But I got Buffalo winning the first game. So I'm trying to go be 10 and four on Thursday night. I know it's that Thursday night football, but we're going to count these as a part of it. So hopefully uh, I can go ahead in there and get that dub because I, I want that dub and I want it bad. OK, so I got Buffalo winning this game against Detroit 33 to 27 in the four o'clock game. The Arlington Desperados take on the New York Giants. I got the Desperados, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys, winning this one 24 to 20. Even though I think that the Giants, uh, the Giants have, you know, done really well this year, but the this Dallas team is just to me, I just they're just better. But the Giants really need this win. If they can beat Dallas on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, uh, would be just a big, big, big deal if they can beat them on Thanksgiving Day. So let's see if they can knock them off today at four o'clock 
Next, we've got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Patriots in prime time. And in this game, in this game, I, this one is very scary if you're uh, Minnesota. Yes, I got Minnesota winning 26 to, uh, to 16. But this is a scary game because the Patriots defense has played really well lately, really well. Um, and yes, the Vikings are at home, but that we saw that meant nothing last week uh, against Dallas. So I think that Minnesota will bounce back. I got them winning 26 to 16. All right. Now, here we are. Here are my predictions for the rest of the week. Of course, you know, the first three, we got Bills, Cowboys and Vikings winning all today. Those are my predictions for today. Then on Sunday, I got the Buccaneers beating the Browns. I got the Titans beating the Bengals. We've got the Dolphins beating the Texans. That's it's not even gonna be a close game. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough. Texans fans might as well just not watch the game. Um, quick story: I met a guy down in Texas. We were at a Whataburger. Oh God, Whataburger is the best. Was that Whataburger? And he was in there with his full blown, you know, Titan. I mean, te uh, te uh, Texans. I keep saying Tennessee, Tennessee and the Titans. Um, Tennessee Titans. Houston Texans, the Texans and the Titans, the ta -ta -ta -ta, all too many, too many T's, but the Texans, the Texans, uh, he was, you know, he had his, he was decked out in Texans uh, gear, had a Deshaun Washington jersey on the God, The guy was just felt bad for him, man. He was just struggling. And he was just like, I just, I'm ready for it to be over with. So I, I you know, I, I tried to, you know, give him some positive love. I said, man, y'all got the first pick coming up. He don't care about none of that. He just want to win football games, man. But believe me, brother, I understand. Then I got the Jets beating the Bears, um, and that's mostly because of the defense. I really do think the Jets' defense is special, and maybe Mike White will give them what they need to get the dub. I got the, the Commanders winning another one uh, would be their uh, third straight game, moving to 7-5. and five. I think they'll beat the Falcons uh, at FedEx, and it's going to be a big day. It's going to be a great game to be at. They're going to be giving love to Sean Taylor. It is going to be a amazing amazing game so i'm gonna sit back and and enjoy that get some great shots and hopefully show you next week on one-on-one -on -one. next we got the panthers and the broncos i got the broncos winning that one but i would not be surprised if the panthers win would not be surprised because that's how bad this broncos team has played this year Haggett's gonna not be the head coach of that team next year uh, I got the ravens beating the jaguars in jacksonville i got the chargers beating the cardinals the Seahawks beating the Raiders. I told you I'm not picking the Raiders the rest of the season. I had them going to the AFC Championship game, and they have truly disappointed me. So I will not pick them the rest of the season. Uh, and, and I picked them all those games, and then they start winning. So we're not we're not doing that. You got the Rams uh, taking on the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning that one, but the best of luck to Bryce Perkins. I hope he can find a way to get the dub in that one. We got the 49ers and the Saints. I got the 49ers winning. The Eagles taking on the Packers. Sunday night football. Eagles are going to get the dub. They're going to get their 10th win of the year. Packers fans are going to be mad once again, but that is okay. I'm a Packers fan, but I'm also a realist. I, I know what I've been watching. And then last but not least, the Colts and the Steelers. I think the fighting Jeff Saturdays will get the dub, and they will move to 5, 6, and 1. All right, everyone, that is it, man. That is it for one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. uh, I want to say Merry Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving. I hope they have all the turkey and the cranberry sauce and the deviled eggs and the mashed potatoes and grated bing, bing, potato, tomato, you name it, all that stuff. I hope you get a chance to enjoy all that today. I know I am. I'm going to sit back with my family, have a good time, and watch some football. 
So make sure y'all really, you know, get out there, have some fun. I'm, I'm about to get off here because I got to go watch Bills and Lions from Detroit. Back-to-back uh, -back home games for the Bills. Back-to-back <laughs> -back home games for the Bills here. So, uh, but no, uh, all jokes aside, y'all go out there and enjoy all of the football today. Make sure y'all have fun with your families. Make sure you have a good time. Hold the ones close to you that you love because after that tragedy this week in Chesapeake, the tragedy last week at UVA, the tragedy in Colorado, too many tragedies, too many, too much gun violence, too much craziness going on. There was a family that got that, that got killed here in my near my area. You know, uh, two young kids, I believe, and a, and a, um and a wife. I don't know if the, I think the husband ended up killing himself afterwards. It's just crazy stuff. Too much killing. Let's just go have fun, y'all. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy life, man. It's just crazy stuff going on. I'm so tired of it. But nevertheless, um, prayers go up. Y'all enjoy Thanksgiving once again, everybody. Thank y'all for tuning in to one on one. I am your host, Darrell Owens. And before I go real quick, here's the shows you need to check out. The Interout Sports Debate with our man Drew Willingham. Commonwealth Sports Talk with Joe Dillon and Lamont Thomas. Monster Minutes is off for the season, but if you want to go back, you can go on Facebook and check out all of our uh, Monster Minutes with Becca uh, Cottingham Quimby. Ram Talk is in full effect with Rob Johnson. The Three Putt Golf Show with Victor Herrera. Me and Jay are coming. Here's, an, uh, here's a mind breaker. Me and Jay are coming back next week, November 30th. They do our first show since August. Um, you know, we, we've been out. Jay's been coaching. Uh, I've been running the round, so we're going to bring the show back to you next week for episode 301 so be ready for that legacy on fire is coming back also in december uh more likely at january so we could do a playoff push like we did last year so be ready for that um and then of course uh the legacy maker sports news update check that out whenever you get chances because we have that going all the time then of course you can go to our social media pages uh and our website here's all the information you need to check us out make sure you go and check us out when you get the opera opportunity all right everybody once again i'm your man darrell lawrence merry thanksgiving and y'all have a, a blessed one and y'all be safe out there until next time legacy maker the all sports one, network one 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 Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the